A friend in needs, a friend indeed. A friend with the weed is better. Well, Kyle, I don't got any of that for legal reasons, but I did come up with a list of seven potential centers that the Canucks can target in a swap for Brock Besser. Let's get into it. It's Begsy and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and apologies for my singing voice, but we <laughs> welcome you to today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, today's show, we're going to talk about something that Kyle brought up on yesterday's episode. And that was trading Brock Besser for a third line center. We chucked out the idea. We didn't really have any answers for you. I got the answers today. But first and foremost, Kyle Bowen, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Chilling, drinking coffee on the second cup already. A little gray outside, which I don't really F with for real, for real. Uh, again, my name, Kyle. That's Trevor Beggs. Uh, this is Locked on Canucks. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a show about us uh, speaking of us. We love you. Yes, the listeners, the fans, the viewers. We'll get your comments at the end of the show because we save the best for last. I can't believe we're doing this, right? Brock Besser for a third line center. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's that far off from possibly being a type of acquisition the Canucks look for because again, next season matters. Next season matters and they want the most complete team going into next season. Now, Begsy, that's probably, you know, a thing every organization says, but we're talking about a train that a team, I'm sorry, that's traded traded for Heronic. They're up against the cap. Next season really matters. They want that complete team, and they do need that third-line seat. Yeah, and, and I think there's some important context here when we talk about a third-line center. Uh, again, this is the idea that it's not necessarily someone who you think of as a third-line center. The idea that I had going into this was, you know, Brock Bester is making $6.65 million for the next two seasons. He almost has negative value on the trade market because of the glut of wingers. Is there a center out there on a team who has – a contract that's maybe not as favorable with some term that could you know, potentially be somewhere around a one-for-one one swap. Maybe the Canucks add a little bit, the other team adds a little. So that was kind of my idea going into this. So I think a lot of the guys I'm going to mention here, most of them, you might not think of them necessarily as third-line centers, but they are guys who got some terms. So when I was kind of looking this up this morning and doing some research on it, I really searched for guys who are making more than $3 bucks a season um, and play center, obviously. So... Uh, let's get into it. And, and the first guy I have on my list here is William Carlson of the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, you know, Wild Bill, he's an OG Golden Knight. Um, you know, he has 51 points in 78 games this season. His scoring has dipped off, you know, the past few seasons here. He wasn't, he's not the 43 goal player he was six seasons ago. Really is a solid middle six center who plays a power play and penalty kill. There's two reasons why I think Vegas might trade him. One, Vegas seems to trade everybody. And two, William Carlson is now 30 years old and has four more years left at 5.9 million. And he has a 10 team, no trade list. Now, most of these guys I mentioned also have no trade clauses as well, which is worth noting. But you know, Kyle, is there any chance the Canucks could trade Brock Besser for William Carlson? I think so. And would you want to do it? I, I would want to do it. 
for real. Because I feel as if it, it could only happen if Vegas, again, a team that trades everyone, disappoints early in the playoffs and they need to shake it up and and I don't know, maybe they didn't do a lot of scouting on Brock Bass and they still view him as, you know, that 30-goal score, that 40-goal score. I could see something like that happening. And, and, bro, I'm just looking at the dude's stats. First of all, six years ago, six years ago, that's when Vegas played their first season. Six years ago, that's when Carlson picked up 43 goals. Since then, he's got, what, 24, 15, 14, 12, and 14 this season. So the scoring has dipped, you know, drastically. I could see a move like that happen. I could see that happen. Besser's a little younger, too. Maybe you don't have to throw anything in because of that. I know he gets paid a lot more. Dude, that's a that's a hockey trade. It's yeah, 100%. It's still, and... it's still a bit short-sighted for a team like the Canucks to go ahead and acquire a 30-year-old with term. But again, we're talking about your Vancouver Canucks where next season really, really matters. And this is the type of weird, the weird stuff that I think could happen, especially if you need to complete this roster. I don't think Niels Amon is the guy they want as their third line C. It's just the truth. No, no. And, and here's another reason why I think Vegas could do it. And it's actually going to bring me to guy number two on this list. You know, Vegas actually has some decent center depth at the NHL level. They got Jack Eichel, William Carlson, uh, Chandler Stevenson. They now got Teddy Bluger in the organization. He plays a bit of center. And, and guy number two on my list is a guy I mentioned yesterday, Nicholas Waugh. So Nicholas Waugh, he is 26 years old now, so at the same age as Brock Besser. Uh, he re-signed in the offseason a five-year, $15 million deal. He is definitely more of your prototypical third-line center. Uh, again, the, the stats, the numbers aren't necessarily there, but he, he's playing some sin. Again, he's a really solid guy in his role as a, as a third-line center. Uh, pulled it up quick here. Yeah, so in 61 games, he's got 13 goals and 29 points. I mean, third line center numbers are there that's great uh i would i would imagine the canucks ah, here's the tough thing right based on salary cap you think the canucks would have to add in a little sweetener but this could be a hockey trade too again you're trading brock besser who even though he's had a down season is a top six forward for nicholas waugh who even though he's making 3.5 million less is, is a third line center <laughs> yeah he's a bottom six player probably a premium type of bottom six player based on you know what you've been saying over the last couple of days, the number Vegas. I remember him being a bit of a commodity last season when there was a bit of a uh, question if he'd stay in Vegas or not. I, it's, it's, I guess like deals with Vegas would be like a little harder to make because of the Pacific division thing. But I think that stuff's a little overblown too. In, in a situation where you'd have two teams that had, again, disappointing seasons, I'm assuming that Vegas gets knocked out early and there's, you know, there's questions about what's going on. I think when that's the case, when again, when again, both teams in division are kind of up in arms about what's going on, I don't think they really look at the Pacific Division uh, part of the the deal being a, a roadblock. Yeah, and especially if it's a hockey trade, right? Like if the Canucks are a seller and they're just juicing the Vegas Golden Knights, like that maybe that hurts a bit more. But if you truly believe you're making a hockey trade and maybe it's one of those win-win situations for both teams, mm -hmm. I think GMs might think a bit differently about that. Um, I might jump ahead on the list here because there's actually one more guy. You know, I listed seven okay. guys here. Uh, one more guy who's on in the Pacific Division, and it's Alexander Wenberg of the Seattle Kraken. So Wenberg's got one year left at $4.5 million cap hit, um, and he's got a 10-team no-trade list. Now, it's, it's funny. I, I you know, showed it to Hockey, hockey Stat Card. Uh, they're on Twitter. I get emails from them after every Canucks game, and they basically rank every player 
uh, based on game score. Um, and Alex Wenberg had the worst game score in the Kraken. Again, I was I was snoozing in the third period because that's how bad the Canucks were. But uh, you know, Alexander Wenberg he makes quite a bit of money. But again, he's he's a third line center. Uh, it kind of it's almost a bit eye popping that he plays almost 19 minutes a night for the Kraken, but he only has 36 points in 77 games. But again, the Canucks need to make a hockey trade like this, right? Maximize. You know, Brock Besser is probably going to do better in another environment, and they need some center depth. And again, you're probably going to have to get a lesser player who plays the middle if you're trading away Brock Besser. And I think whatever kind of fits that bill here. And and alleviate some cap off of the Bucks. It's the more and more I look at something like this happening, and, and Wember's making what four and a half, you're saying, for one more year after this one. So it's like what two plus. That's what Besser's making, like six point five plus or whatever. So there's is a bit of a, a discrepancy there and i don't know if the canucks would have to throw in a feeler like that but that's a trade that i think seattle would be interested in too because again besser still has that that clout i think around his name i think he's still a sexy type of acquisition for a club and dude the guy's still a good player i'm a i'm a true believer that brock besser is one of those guys who just needs a change of scenery and i think you have to be kind of hesitant when that happens like oh okay this guy's this guy needs to change the scenery. That means like he's still a great player and we're just going to let him go. I just think his best years are away from the club. And at the same time, he's making too much. And this team needs to it needs to value cap space way more. And I could see, again, a deal like this happen. Even if it's to Seattle, that kind of hurts, though. That kind of hurts because Besser. Yeah, Brock Besser down the I-5 there. Ooh. Down the I-5 next season, 37 goals, 36 assists. 73 points. Could see it happening. Actually, more assists, to be honest. Brock Besser, smart player, knows what he's doing. He's good in the offensive zone. He cre- he. I don't think he necessarily creates space, but he knows how to find it. That's why he's picking up all these points. Still a good player. Just needs a change of scenery to you know, maximize his potential. And you mentioned it, I think, last week about how you, know, you want to see him with Pedersen, but it's pretty clear that Tockett does not want to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear at this point, like you said, you know, it's we're at the home stretch of the season. Now, yeah. some guy named Cole McWard is playing for the Canucks tonight. It's like <laughs> you know, now is the time to experiment. And uh, yeah. yeah, Brock Besser has not seen the light of day with Pedersen. So I don't, if it's not going to happen now, I'm not sure when it's going to happen unless Taka decides to listen to some episodes of Locked Dog Canucks during the offseason. You know, Kyle, speaking of guys who have struggled, this guy has certainly struggled more than Brock Besser this season. And he was a marquee free agent signing last year. Uh, Andrew Kopp of the Detroit Red Wings. He has, after this season, four years left at a cap hit of $5.6 million. Um, And again, when I talk about him struggling for Detroit, he's averaging over 18 minutes a night this season. He has nine goals and 41 points in 77 games after being like a, over a point per game player for the Rangers in a short stint last season. You know, the Canucks, you could argue they already got fleeced once by uh, Steve Eisenman. <laughs> could you see them? Could you see Patrick Alvin, you know, dancing with the devil once again here? I think I think Andrew Kopp, I've seen him play a couple times. And I know, again, he was gonna, he was a, a commodity last season. I heard Jeff Merrick talk a lot about Andrew Kopp. I believe Drance talked a lot about this dude as well. Could be wrong on that. I think he is what he is. Like, is he struggling? Again, 41 points. Probably gets like 42, 43 before the end of the season. I think he had, what, maybe like 50, 51 points last year, 53 points. It's like he is what he is. He's just getting paid way too much. Way too much. 
that's what happens in the offseason. And that's – I don't know if the Canucks can do that. I don't know if the Canucks can do that. I don't know if they can – because, what, he has, what, I think maybe like two more years of term than Brock Besser does after this season. Is it two or three? It's just Wes is less of it. Yeah, way too so, yeah Besser's got two years left and Kopp yeah. has four years left. At, yeah. Uh, but a million cap hit cheaper, but – uh, again, you know like you the, said, he's he's overpaid. <laughs> he, he's he's overpaid, and those type of players, they work. But does on it, a more full team? Like um, they it works on a hundred percent. It works on a team that's more consistent slash in the race, a few pieces away. I mean, the way we're talking right now, we're talking as if the Canucks are like that too. Yeah, they got to trade for a third line. See, you know that they got to round out their lineup. It's it's just more to get to the next step, man. And the Canucks are still just still that team that's scrapping again to the playoffs. Look at what we're doing, bro. Look at what we're doing right here, man. This is what the Canucks have done to us, man. Bottom five team forever. And we're already moving the pieces to make sure this team makes the playoffs next season. Not our fault. We're just, I think what you and I are doing here is just siding with reality. Okay. For months and months and months and months. And for the last couple of years, post Canadian division, we went back on that whole, like, yo, just rebuild, scrap it down, rebuild, rebuild. And then, yeah, a month or two ago, we got the sign that that's not going to happen. So we might as well just buy in, bro. We might as well buy into this philosophy that, again, say it with me, people, next season matters. Yeah. And I mean, part of it, too, bro, is it's just so hard to move off the cap space. Like, if we're yeah. looking at trading Brock Besser, you might have to take on a bad contract like Andrew yeah. Kopp if you want to shake things up. To that's just the way work. it goes in today's NHL. Yeah. Um, so I, I will say this, and I want to make this point while you were while you were talking earlier, but Andrew Cobb, doesn't he kind of fit the mold of like a Rick Tockett kind of player though? Like he's got some piss and vinegar in his game. He's he's got some fire to his game. Oh, like yeah, you said, yeah. he needs to play with good players to be successful, but he just seems like a Rick Tockett kind of guy, doesn't he? He does, man. He does, right? Beauvillier, Andrew Cobb, Connor Garland. That's a $16 million third line. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I, I do have three guys left on this, uh, on this list where again, we're theorizing about guys who could be swapped for rock best or some guys with term who play center uh, to kind of boost the Canucks center depth heading into next season. But before we tell you the last three guys in this list, we need to say that the NBA playoffs are almost here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. You know, Kyle, there's some pretty interesting battles going on in the playoff picture. Only a couple games left in the season. The Warriors and the Lakers. So the Golden State Warriors are yeah. in sixth place in the West. Uh, they've, they're currently, they're avoiding the, uh, the play in round. The Lakers are seventh. I think it's going to be a fast, anything to watch for the last couple of games. The Warriors should hold it down, but you know, if you're watching the Warriors and Lakers and you want to, you know, combine your best for a chance at a bigger payout, you can do that on FanDuel with same do game it. parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You're back. You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Shout out to our sponsors. 
And shout out to this conversation, man. We still got to go down this list. Seven players the Canucks could trade Brock Besser for that would help this Canucks team look deeper going into next season. Look ready. Look primed and ready. Look full. That third-line center position is so important for this team. And uh, I think that makes the most sense for them to do a deal that involves Besser for a player like that because if they are going to get another defenseman in the fold, I think it's going to come through free agency. I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to take a swing at like the best guys, but they're also going to take a swing at one more type of Ethan Bear type of guy. And and I say that, I say that, and I'm not going to be surprised if that guy's Luke Shen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, they're going to reunite Hughes and Shen. Actually, you know, I love Luke Shen, but maybe this is a, a hot take, but don't reunite. Don't chase Luke Shen. Don't reunite it with Quinn Hughes. Those two this season did not play that well together. You know, Luke Shen probably distracted people because he was throwing the body around. But that yeah. duo together had like a 43% expected goals percentage when they were on the ice. And they didn't match it. I don't think Luke Shen was as sharp as defensively as he was last year. I just think he looked good because he was throwing the body around and he was better than most of the blue liners on this team. But yeah, anyways, maybe that's my bold take about Luke Shen. Uh, Kyle, maybe you could tell me if any of uh, these three candidates in a potential swap for best or if they are bold choices... I'm going to throw out a guy who, I don't know if he's a perfect fit, but he kind of fits the mold of what I'm, of what I'm looking for, and that's Jack Roslevic of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, I kind of waffled with this and said, like, you know, why would the Blue Jackets want to trade for another winger? You know, but they already got Johnny Goudreau, who's 29. They got Patrick Laine. You know, you add Brock Bester to that top six, and, you know, they got some centers coming up, like Ken Johnson, Cole Sillinger. You know, maybe Roslevic, if they don't think he's part of a future, maybe that's a guy that they uh, they think they can move off of. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you would think a team like that would keep keep a guy like Roslevic. And I think I think he's the dude that Drance was talking a lot about a couple years ago. I, I don't know. I just remember seeing one of the Vancouver folk. I think he was talking about Cop and Appleton, uh, to okay, be honest. There you go. I thought okay. it was Cop okay, and Appleton. This, this, don't you think Columbus – is in a position they're still retooling, rebuilding, even though they have good draw and they signed him to that deal and they may get a guy like Connor Bedard as well pretty soon here. Uh, sorry to put that out. Don't you think, especially with, you know, Rostovich having one year left, that they'll just keep him, keep him, and if next year goes to crap, there's an asset they can have for the deadline. It's kind of harder to move a guy like Besser at the deadline with that much cap it. I don't know. Just don't. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, and a guy like that would be so ideal especially on the one-year deal too, it would just be nice. It'd be nice because if it doesn't work out, you can get out, get out of it, save some cap for next offseason. You're dreaming, bro, but I like it, man. I like it, man. The more and more we talk about this, yeah, I hope I, it happens. Honestly, <laughs> I, of all the names I put on this list, I feel like Roslevic is the least likely. Mm-hmm. I, again, I guess my thought was, honestly, trading him for Bester might make the Jackets even worse next season because <laughs> they're going to go <laughs> oh. with like Cole Sillinger and – Ken Johnson, yeah. et cetera, unless they get Bedard. But they're not because the Canucks are getting him, so that, that's yeah, a moot yeah. point. Uh, let, let's rip through the last two names on my list. Uh, this is an interesting one. So John Gabriel Pajot of the New York Islanders. Again, that's this is a team that uh, all Vien's already traded with recently here. And, you know, you look at the Islanders, and they have some pretty decent depth down the middle. And I, uh, I wonder why that is, Kyle. Um, <laughs> but they got Matt Barzell, Brock Nelson, Bo Horvat. Like, those are all three NHL caliber centers, you know, Pajot, I would argue, is a luxury asset for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, he has three years left on a deal, paying him $5 bucks a season. 
Um, and he actually has the biggest no trade clause on this list. He has a 16 team no trade list. But um, <laughs> I don't know, it's quite a bit of money. But again, if you're trying to reshuffle things, I, I'm not, I don't hate the idea of Jean Gabriel Pajot as the Canucks third line center. I don't hate it too, man. I don't hate it too. You know, I think, I think it's, well, first of all, 16 team no trade list for Jean Gabriel Pajot. This guy is doing it, bro. <laughs> this guy's doing it. Had some prime years in Ottawa and got, Got what he deserved. I think I think Barzell and Horvat would make a deadly combo if they paired them up together. I don't know if, that, if they're really sprinkling their lineup like that. But if they do add another winger to the fold, I feel like they're allowed to do a lot more. And that's a team that has to keep their, ga- their foot on the pedal, I'm sorry, as far as shaking things up and making things happen. Because they're all in. And I wouldn't be surprised now. Would a team be smart to keep shuffling the deck with Vancouver Canucks players to make things happen? I don't know, dude. I could. I feel like the Islanders <laughs> fan base would be just rattled. Rattled. You imagine yeah. that was the, the two, like Hor- <laughs> yeah, Horvat yeah. and Besser were the two longest tenured Canucks going into this season. That would be quite yeah. the story if they both got shipped to the Islanders. Yeah. Here dude. you go, New York. Enjoy the next ten years of mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. hilarious. Uh, well, but yeah, I mean, that. they've already experienced 10 years of mediocrity, you know, they're just like, us. well, I mean, yeah. in fairness, the Islanders went to two straight conference finals. So oh, they, yeah, they've true, enjoyed a little true. bit more success. That's I mean, true. Anthony Bovillier, way more, way more, game... way more. <laughs> yeah. And Anthony uh, Bovillier scored that game six overtime goal against Tampa, biggest moment of his yeah. career so far. So you know, they, they've made some noise. They've made some yeah. noise. Uh, hey, another team has made some noise over the past few years. The Canucks have floundered the Dallas Stars who actually have a shot at winning the West this season. Figure that one out. Um, but uh, this is the last guy on my list. It's Radic Faxa. Um, he's He almost fits the mold perfectly of a third-line center. And again, he's a guy, though, that is overpaid. So he has two years left, making $3.25 million. He has a five-team no-trade list. But the guy, like, you know, he had a couple of seasons where he was flirting with kind of 30, 40 points. But since then... It's been uh, pretty few and far between for Radic Faxa. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think of a trade like this, and I, and I do just wonder if, um, yeah. I, I wonder yeah, if the Canucks would add, if Dallas would add, how it would actually work out. Because, uh, again, you trade Besser for a 29-year-old third-line center who doesn't put up a lot of offense. Like uh, Maybe give me your thoughts on how a deal like that might look, if it happens. Dude, I think it, maybe it's not uh, Faxa, but – Dude, I could definitely see the Canucks making a move like that because they have to swallow the pill in one way or, or another. They they don't have cap space, and they need to shuffle the deck, and they need a third-line C. They might have to, you know, trade Besser, who's going to be like a 50- to 60-point guy for a 20-point guy who can kind of give them something else on their roster. It's just – and then they'd probably just want to bank on Pot Colson or Huglander taking a step. It's just the way – it is. We just yeah. went through seven types of trades. I'm going to throw you a curveball. There's no way, right? There's no way that Pedersen gets choked if Besser gets traded. No, okay. I don't, I don't think so. There's I mean... no way. There's no way. When we, we, we don't need him to be sensitive. I, I, I know they're human beings. It's 2023, right? That, that matters. You're a human being, and friendships matter, and he's allowed, he's allowed to get emotional if one of his best friends leaves. I mean, they've been friends for life. What, what if you left me? You know, it'd be hard. It'd be hard. But we are talking about professional sports, and we're talking about competitiveness, and we're talking about a Canucks team that just hasn't won. You have to be open to a lot of change and not be sensitive. 
too sensitive to the fact yeah. we're kind of jaded towards the organization. But bro, I don't know, man. You could, I don't know, man. You, could, I could see that happening too, where it's like, dude, you better not trade my best bud if you want me to extend this summer. Could see it too, just the way it is. Because Besser's still a good hockey player too, so you could. It's not even like the best bud card. You could also throw in like, okay, so you want me to sign for this long and for the. Now you're going to trade one of the best wingers, best wingers on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see your point. I would say that if I were Elias Pettersson, I probably would have thought Besser got, was going to get traded like four <laughs> times already throughout his Canucks career. True. So maybe this is something you're already expecting. Um, yeah. But again, I think, you know, if, yeah, I, I do wonder what Pettersson's point of view is. Like, I honestly do, because yeah, the team has a like, lot of wingers making too much money and they need to move some of that money to improve other areas of their team. And that was kind of the point of this whole exercise. And Kyle, I appreciate you for uh, inspiring me to, uh, you know, get up a little early this morning and uh, do some research on it. Maybe let us know in the comments, you know, which of these seven players would you like the Canucks to target the most? And maybe as a sub comment, let us know if you're out to lunch, if we were out to lunch or not. Um, Kyle, let's, let's wrap up on uh, comment corner. If you have some comments, uh, but before we do that, let me tell you why I, why I'm able to put bacon on the table for my family. I use Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all on Indeed. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Kyle, do you hate waiting in line? You hate waiting for stuff? I'm a patient guy, yo, for real. Why do I deserve things first, you know? Just, it's okay. It's okay. There's other people in line. Yeah, that's fair. Well, if uh, if you're unlike Kyle and you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. You know, one thing I love about Indeed is I can relate to them. Kyle, my wife calls me the Flash. I'm not sure why, but I feel like I can relate. Because you definitely don't last long. That's why she's calling you. Is the that flash. what it is? <laughs> no. Oh it no. Happens, man. You're married. You know, comfortable. It's oh, all good. Man. No. Just get it done. I get it. You don't oh, last long, dude. You you just killed my buzz, man. Okay. Uh, I, well, I was gonna say my wife calls me the Flash, um, and I feel like I can relate to Indeed because of that, because they have Indeed Instant Match. Candidates you invite to apply through Indeed Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search, according to U.S. Indeed data. And Indeed does the hard hiring work for you. Sponsor a job, and they'll match it with match you with quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fit the job description right when you post. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. You get that, Kyle? Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Unbelievable, unbelievable job, Trevor Bags. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags, my favorite part of the show. Comment corner. Uh, more people did chime in on the whole Besser thing. And we also had somebody chime in on the JT Miller thing. And I think, I think, oh, it's not this person. Okay, but we'll, we'll start off with JDAC. Okay, I'm, I'm glad I pressed this button because, again, Surrey, JDAC, as long as this guy comments, um, I'm going to be posting it on the show. Okay, great episode again. The Canucks definitely have a huge offseason coming up. A show in Surrey would be amazing. Maybe you can get that guy who was always dancing on 
96th and 120th at the stop by Trevor Beggs and I are coming to Surrey. We will, man. We will. For real. We're going to bring the show to Surrey. And yeah, it's a big offseason for the Vancouver Canucks. I said it last week. They need to write a book or dedicate a chapter on this summer because we need things to work out. And when it works out and this team is having success in the playoffs and we win a cup six years from now, four years from now, maybe three years from now, putting it out there, they'll look back at what happened in the offseason of 2023. Next comment is from Sydney. By the way, I'm not a JT Miller hater. I think Sydney was commenting on the fact that Miller called out some players a couple days ago. And he, I think Sydney was just saying it's not a great look, in my opinion, as a teammate. Hopefully he can carry his recent surge into next season. This team needs to make the playoffs. I, I will say this. I, I didn't look into it that much because I thought when I saw the tweet, I thought it was injury related. It was that whole JT Miller misses the breakaway. Then he kind of went to the dressing room after, right? When I saw that, I was like, okay, maybe he's hurt. Maybe he pulled something, whatever, right? But now people are saying that it wasn't injury related and it might've just been emotional. Like he was just mad and he left the bench early. And if that's the case, if that's the case, it's not that big of a deal because it's game 76 of a, of a season that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I will say a couple of days before this, you called your teammates soft. You get what I'm saying? You can't be calling your teammates soft and then doing that. You can't. You're one of the older players on the team. You got that huge deal. You got to, I know you're emotional and we need emotion on this team. We need people to care. We need to, we need people to show that this is not good enough. But that is way too that's way that is that is the definition of soft. It is. Miller, you gotta be better. If that's the case, it's it's not the biggest of deals. I'm not gonna degrade the guy's character completely because I actually do like how much emotion he does show. It's it's nice, it's refreshing. Maybe some people think it's part of the problem as well, because again, he's been part of this organization for quite some time. There's not a lot of success, but you gotta be you gotta be better. You gotta show other ways that you gotta show your teammates other ways that you care and you just gotta hold it together. Just sit on the bench for another 20 seconds and go off with your teammates. Yeah, JT Billy, that's interesting. Honestly, I I I got a little bit distracted. So you know, I I closed my notes and I zoomed in my camera uh, to read the comments and I just noticed your nice fade, man. You got a great fade going on with that haircut. Good oh, job. Dude, Good job, House Barber. Thank you, man. My barber is killing it. You can completely ignore what we just said about JT. It's not that big of a deal anyway. Let me talk about it for two minutes, and then Trevor can just go off talking about my haircut. Because the Miller thing, <laughs> it matters, but it doesn't matter that much. It really doesn't, man. I'm, I'm, I, I will it, say this. It, yeah. it matters more than the Canucks game tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, dude. I saw something, bro. I saw something like, yo, the Canucks, are they playing in Vancouver? They're playing in Vancouver, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, second last home game of the season. Yo, I swear to you, man. I swear to you, bro. Don't be giving Jonathan Taves any sort of recognition, bro. No, hundred percent. No, no don't do it. If you're happen. if you're at the game, do not do it. Um, actually, you, you might see see the same tweet, Kyle. And I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it here, but basically, Justin Morissette, who is a, a locked on Canucks alumni, I believe. Oh yeah, legend. He basically tweeted out that. You know, you don't have to start giving Jonathan Taves praise if he's about to retire. You can look just the other way. You can look the other way, just like he did. Oh, yeah. Just like he did. If you don't know what we're talking <laughs> about, you guys can Google the whole Blackhawks scandal. We don't have we don't have time to get into it because we do 
Gotta get out of here. Oh, let me let me say one thing before you go. Let me say one thing before you go because I I I I f with. I I know I can't swear too much on the show. I've been bleeping out that whatever, right? I I f with Justin Morissette because this dude's a a true hero in the city. Okay, I remember a couple years ago he went through it because he was uh, arguing slash getting in the way of some people who were doing some mean things in the city and. I think he got injured because of it. And he's just a stand-up hero. He's done a lot for Locked on Canucks as well. There's no Kyle Bound and Trevor Beggs doing this today without him. So you got to give people their flowers, right? We don't got to wait. We don't, we don't got to wait till more set, you know, I don't know, wins an award or something. Thank you, man. Thank you for making our city better. Yeah, shout out to Justin Morissette and shout out to you for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Now make your second listen game to game, Locked On NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you listening. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.